No, I was going to use that one, but I'll just use this one. Um, hey, good morning, everyone. Morning, morning. I'm uh, suffering with a horrible bout of man flu. Um, thank you. No, thank you. Um, so if I sound... I, I've, been, I've been here several times this year. Uh, and it, it seems to come, come fairly regularly. So, and I, I remember saying before, if I sound like Barry White, then glory. That's a good, <coughs> good place to be. Um, but if I, if I look dreadful, I've got bags under my eyes, I am so aware of it. Okay, just, just a hint. I've had people say, man, you look dreadful. Thank you. I'm aware of it. Can we stand together if you're able? If you're able to. Oh, Father, he's so good, you know. Jesus, it's just beyond description, really. That as we gather like this, we, we position ourselves to praise you. But what we get in return... It's just crazy, really. You want to love us. And it's not dependent on who we are, what we've done. It's not even dependent whether we turn up at church, read the Bible, pray. I want you to know, dear friends, that his love compels us. So I pray for this love. This love to rest on us this morning. This love that will somehow reveal what Jesus did at the cross again. So, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, do only what you can do best. That's take us deeper. Take us deeper into the reality of what we already have. In Jesus' name, amen. Please, feel free to take your seat. We're going to, um, we're going to pray together at the end. We're going to go after a few things, and I'll explain more about that as, as we go, but we are, we are in a series at the moment, going through the, the letter written by Paul to the Ephesian church, um, and I'm not going to do any backtracking, so if you've missed any of these, just go online and you can catch up, but we're in chapter 3 today, so we're looking at chapter 3, and the segment is from verse 14, including 21, so a handful of verses, and in your Bibles you might have the title that's been added, Prayer for Spiritual Strength. And I just think, man, that's, that's kind of the title. It's Developing Spiritual Strength. I didn't want to make anything else up. And it's really, a, a, as a heading over all of this, it's, it's as we engage with the Lord, we will find lasting inner strength. It, you, you can't really get it anywhere else. But it's as we engage with him, and this section in, in Ephesians, Paul is praying for them. He's saying, this is my prayer for you. And he begins to kind of reveal several different statements, and that's really what we're going to go through. So if you have a Bible open, or, or an Android phone, or smartphone, or a tablet of stone, turn to that. Ephesians 3, I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version. And hopefully it will come up on the screen behind me as well. So imagine the Apostle Paul writing, writing this. He says, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, 
that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints, with all the brothers and sisters, what is the, what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth, and to know this love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Isn't that a brilliant statement? Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Just look across this room. There are many generations throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. It's an incredible prayer. Now, we're going to blow this up a little bit. We're going to look at something called the Amplified Version. I'm going to read these verses again from the Amplified Translation. And it basically does what it says on the tin. It amplifies what we've just heard. Listen to what the writer says. Same, same verses. For this very reason, seeing the greatness of this plan by which you were built together in Christ, I, Paul, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. That Father, from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. I pray that he may grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in your inner being. Isn't that amazing? Mighty power in your inner being, in your inner man by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit himself indwelling our innermost being and personality. And I pray that Christ, through your faith, actually will dwell. He'll settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. And I pray that you, being rooted deep in love and founded security securely on love, I pray that you may have power to be strong and to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, that's God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of it, that you may really come to know personally for yourselves, practically, for experience for yourselves, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. And this love... That you may be filled through your inner being unto the fullness of God. And that you may have the richest measure of this divine presence. And become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Now to him who is able, by the power that is at work within us, he's able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far above all that we dare ask. When do you think about that? He can do more than you can even dare ask. Go on, dare to ask. He'll do more than that. Dare ask or think. Have a think about what God could do. He'll do more than that. He'll do infinitely beyond our highest prayers, our highest desires, our highest thoughts, our highest hopes or dreams. To him be glory in the church. And in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Amen. Man, we could stop there, right? So let's stop there. 
I'd like us to just engage with this text for a few moments, for us to see the reality of what Paul's saying. For us to see Paul's heart, his passion, his drives, his motivation for the readers then and the readers now. I wonder whether Paul really knew what he was penning on paper would hit Hastings in 2016. Because it's for us today, friends. And after this, we're going we're gonna to engage together and pray. Now, first thing I want us to understand, and man, I might be catching up with some of you guys, but check this out. Paul writes this, which is deemed the, the Everest of the New Testament. That's what John Stott said. Ephesians is the very Everest of the New Testament. He writes this from prison. He's not writing it in the comfort of an auditorium. Nice clothing. He's, he's not writing it in security and, and safety. He's not writing it from the, the safety and comfort of a study or a lounge. Or in, in, in firm fellowship with other believers. He's writing this while in chains, possibly in Rome, in prison. And it wouldn't be like a prison today. It'd be a Roman prison. I just want you to comprehend that. So he's writing all this amazing truth, chained up on his Todd in prison. So basically, what I want us to see right from the get-go is God's love is not dictated to by our circumstances. God's love is not dependent on where we are, what we're going through, and what life seems to throw our way. Our dear brother John has just gone to glory. Do you remember when Elizabeth died for some of you? He stood here the week after her death and praised his God. It is not dependent on our season of life. Paul is saying you can know a love in your mind and experience it in your heart regardless of where you are. Paul is so familiar with suffering. Let me me convince you. Don't worry, I'm not suddenly going off somewhere listen to what he writes to the corinthian church in two corinthians this is paul right he says um five times i've received from the jews 40 lashes minus one three times i've been beaten with rods what Uh, anyone been beaten with rods three times he's been beaten with rods lost my place he's been flogged i've worked much harder i've been in prison more frequently i've been flogged more severely i've been exposed to death again and again five times he's he's received these lashes three times beaten with rods i've been stoned three times shipwrecked i've spent night and day in the open sea can you even fathom that I have been constantly on the move i've been in dangers from rivers in danger from bandits that's not smoky in the bandit as bandits, I've been in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, that got lost on all of you, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger in the sea, in danger from false brothers. And beyond all this, I go without sleep night and day. I've known hunger and thirst, and I've often gone without the food. I've been cold and naked. And beside all this, I, my biggest concern is the churches. Like... Can you even fathom? This is Paul. Uh, imagine it today. We often engage with one another and go, how's your week been? Imagine that being reeled off to you. Paul's kind of been like, this has been the last few years for me. How about you? 
So Paul is familiar with suffering, yet he's able to write these things. And I want to major this point because we need to consider this in our own lives. Our circumstances, our situations, the season we find ourselves in, does not, will not, cannot dictate God's immense love for us. It just cannot. The truth about who God is, that he's our loving daddy in heaven, that that our older brother Jesus, our saviour and lord, went to the cross for us, for sin. The truth about who he actually is, the truth of who we are in him, and the reality that he's got endless mercy and love for us. Our situations cannot dictate whether that's true or not. However, if we're honest, they do in our minds, right? Things go well equals God must be good. Things don't go so well equals maybe God's not so good. So even as I started, first words out of my mouth were he's so good. I know what happens in some of you. You have this internal fidget. Yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. But God does. The Apostle Paul does. And it's not dependent on what you go through. So let's zone in on this prayer for Paul. Because this is all one extended prayer. We're going to zone in, engage with the text. I want to encourage you. If you've got a notepad, if you've got an iPhone, a smartphone, a bit of paper, a journal, please get them out now. Because they're not going to come up on the screen behind me. These, these different points that I'm going to bring out. So if you have a phone, something you're able to write on, maybe write on your neighbor, write on the person next to you. Say, you're going to have to come home with me now because I'm going to need to pray through these during the week. I've just adopted you. So whatever you have, I want you to, in the best way you can, in your own language, try and follow me, write some of these things down because I believe whatever we go through in life, this kind of message is going to tool us up to live the life that God intends us to live. Here we go. First one. Verse 14, we see everything comes from the Father. The Amplified Version says, From whom every family in heaven and earth is named. That Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. What I get from this is it's basically saying everything we know comes from him. All families on the earth, whether you know Jesus or not, all derives its name from the Father. Because we're all made in God's image, right? So, this speaks to me about God's incredible sovereignty. That he is in control of all things. He's, he's the daddy. You know? There's this silly saying in the world, I quite like it. Who's the daddy? I'm the daddy. In terms of, I'm the, I'm the boss. Yeah? God is screaming over creation by his own glory... I'm the Father. And all of you derive your name from his name. You, you all come from him. So this sovereignty is incredible. So in terms of being a prayer, whatever you go through, know God's in control. God is sovereign. He's your daddy. He's your father. Some things my kids need to know. You know, I can't, as an earthly dad, I can't solve all their problems. But what they need to know, sometimes I just put my hand on their head. Dad's here. And that brings some level of security. How much more knowing that we live under the mighty hand of God? Dad's here. 
So verse 14, you come from the Father. We're connected to him. We're engaged with him, which means he's engaged with us. He's involved in everything you go through. He's involved in everything. Okay, I've been through some shocking things in my 40 short years, and I know some of you have too, but I know in all peace of heart, he's engaged. He's with me. The next thing we see, if you're making little bullet points, is verse 16, he gives strength to the inner being. So, first thing, God's your father. Second thing, this father gives you strength. Verse 16, it says, strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. I love that. There's an inner you. Jack says an inner you. And it's stronger than you could ever fathom. Because he's God. There's an, there's an inner you. There's an inner chamber to your, to your very being. And God strengthens that. So our brother John would often come here Sunday after Sunday in a wheelchair. Please don't be fooled that that's a real John. Inside of him is the divine presence of God. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? So one day these earthly vessels, like our brother so brilliantly said, that one day these are, these are fading we're going to get brand new vessels. Brand new. Brand new. So God strengthens this core. The amplified version says, strengthened and reinforced, check this out, with mighty power. Some of you feel feeble, but I want you to know there's a mighty river within you. There's a mighty juggernaut within you. There's a mighty power that's working on the inside of you, on the inner man by the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know it's the person of the Holy Spirit. It's not a a weird, spooky force. It's a person. And that, that person is God. And that part of God is called the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that strengthens, underpins, reinforces, galvanizes us from the inside out. So if you're looking for strength this morning, my friend, we're going to pray at the end. I'm going to ask people to respond and we're going to believe that by his spirit, he's going to galvanize us. And we can ask that every single day. The third thing, verse 17, Christ dwells in you. Man, I'm quite a simple man, but this baffles me at times. Just this reality. I look in the mirror and I go, Jesus is in there somehow. I'm knocking on the mirror, right? Just think about that for a minute, friend. If you're in Christ, if you're grafted into him, he's in you. He now lives in you. Just think for a moment what that means for you. Because I believe more and more that we need faith to actually see this. Faith is the, the, the certain assurance, right? We need that faith. It's no good just having a theological concept in our mind. We need to see the reality of Christ in me is the hope of glory. Christ in me, Christ in you. Faith to see that Jesus lives within the spirit of Christ There's many terms for the Holy Spirit throughout the scriptures. One term is the Spirit of Christ. So that same Jesus that walked the planet somehow lives in me by the Holy Spirit. And he lives in you, friends. God has made his permanent home in you. 
I know some of you might look back and go, Sam, you tend to always bang on about this. I didn't ask to do this message, okay? This has kind of fallen on my shift. So I believe God's in this. And I believe he wants you to know that, Rich, God's in you, bro. He's living in you. And he's transforming you to be more like him. The fourth thing we see is that we are rooted and grounded in love. These are just prayer points right here. Verse 17, that we are rooted and grounded in love. In Christ, we are now firmly, securely fixed in love. I love the words rooted and grounded. Let's use another word that I understand, welded. Some of you car mechanics, welded. Some of you steel workers welded. You know, when you weld something, it connect, it's eternally fixed, right? We are now welded into this love. We're not just passing through. We're not just somehow kind of entertaining it. We are welded into it, fixed in this love. And this love is an eternal love. It doesn't pass. It's not like fleeting pleasures. It's an eternal welded love. And it's God's love. And it's a pure love. Romans 8 tells us that this love we will never be separated from. And it doesn't matter what you go through in life. It doesn't matter what you face in life. It doesn't matter what the world chucks your way. It doesn't matter what your friends say. It doesn't matter what happens at work. It doesn't matter what you do. You will never run away from this love. You can never be separated from this love. This is what the scripture teaches us. How utterly incredible is that? Because this should bring us immense peace, my friends. I don't know about you, but I have this heart within me that kind of goes up and down, up and down. What it needs to be secure in is daddy's uncompromising, unchanging love. Saying you're never going to be moved from this love. And some of you need to hear that as well. Some of you, this is what needs to bring peace to your hearts. That you will never escape his love for you. Fifthly, verse 18 and 19. I know we're rattling on, but there was a purpose for this. We can know this love. Verse 18 and 19. First part of 19. We can, we can know this love. We are grounded in it, but we can, we can know it. Paul so wants us to firstly know we're fixed in it. Because there's a deeper reality. We're fixed in it so we can know it. So we can know it. Okay, so we can actually know this love. Have an experience, a tangible experience of love. I've said this already, but it's, it's really not enough. It's, it's, it's not just so we have a a theological concept in our mind of what love is. That's good. We absolutely need that. But there's a deeper thing going on. We can actually experience God's love. The the breadth of it. The the length of it. The the height and the depth. You know, I I feel that the Apostle Paul uses these words because he's trying to say, we cannot exhaust it. It doesn't matter how wide you go, you're not going to get to the end. It doesn't matter how high you go, 
God created the cosmos. It doesn't matter how far down you go. It doesn't matter how long, how far out you go. You can never exhaust it. You know, my kids, let's use them as an example. My kids, what they, what they need to know in their heads is that daddy loves them. Absolutely. It's what they absolutely need to know. But there's a, a deeper truth going on, isn't there? They, they not only need to know it in their heads, because when they're away from me at school, whenever they're going through turmoil, whenever they're away from us, they can know mum and dad love us. They can know. They can know in their heads. But Paul's saying, he, he's using both, both aspects of knowing. It's, a, it's a, a cerebral knowledge in our minds. But what my kids need to know more than that is that I'm present with them. That, that daddy's present with them. That I'm in the room. That I'm, I'm sitting next to them. That I'm, I'm touching them. They, they feel my breath on their face. My, my son feels my, my strong arms around him. Fairly strong. Me, mediumly strong. And what my daughter needs to know is that I'm, I'm calling her prince. I'm pulling all of the goodness that God's placed within her out. I'm, I'm, I'm showing her what a daddy looks like. But what they need to know, they need to experience my love. There's an experience as well. Holy Spirit makes this a reality for us as God's kids. Okay? He continually pours his love into our hearts. And he doesn't stop doing that. In Romans 5.5, when he says God has poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, it's not a one-off deal. There's this continual flowing. Why? How do I know that? Because we now have the Holy Spirit within. So if the Holy Spirit's within, he's continually pouring Father's love in. Continually. You can live under the continual flow and river of your Father's love. And this Father's love flows in our inner most being. The amplified version in this one verse says that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ. I want that for some of you this morning. I want that for all of us this morning. Man, I feel for me, I know it in my mind. Can you connect with this? I just need it in my heart more and more and more. Some people say the longest journey is this 12 inches from head to heart. We need this. We need this. I want it to be a reality. The love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. Head and heart. Paul is saying your head and your heart are engaged. Earlier in chapter 1 he talks about having uh, uh, the Holy Spirit that gives us wisdom and revelation. So I want to come back to that. Wisdom, head. Revelation, heart. The two are so combined though. My wife... She's stimulated mentally. Me, I'm stimulated emotionally. Do you understand what I mean? Me and M often have this tussle. The way to M is through her academic mind. Genuinely, she's a brain. The way to, my, the way to me is through my little feeble heart, my emotions. We are one extreme and the other. But I realize that God wants us to be both. He doesn't want us to turn off our minds and just go, we're just floating around on a glory cloud. Because if we chase after our feelings, they will very often let us down. That's why somehow what we think actually determines what we believe 
and how we behave, right? So the two are so entwined. So I want to encourage you to be a person that is both. Man, I want God, please God, give me wisdom. Holy Spirit, lead me into all truth. Not only that my mind would be stimulated, but somehow my inner being changes. My heart is affected. So Paul is saying, guys, let's pray for both. Let's pray that your mind will be full of truth. And let's pray that your heart would live out this truth. That makes sense? No. <laughs> Thank you. Number six. Um, verse 19b, as in the second part of it. I love this phrase. He prays that they'd be filled with the fullness of God. The Amplified Version, again, says that you may be filled through your inner being unto all the fullness of God. That you may have the richest measure of this divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. I love that. I just love that, don't you? That you, that you, 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 me, that we would be bodies wholly filled and flooded with what? With God himself. With God himself. I heard one guy, he, 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 he was questioned by another pastor saying, you know, you talk about the Holy Spirit a lot. And he just, his answer was, yeah, because he's God. Th- that's why I talk about the Holy Spirit a lot. The Holy Spirit isn't just some awkward uncle that turns up at a party and makes things fun. The Holy Spirit makes God a reality to us on this earth. He's the only way we hear from God. I'll just just throw that out there. The Holy Spirit is part of this beautiful dance of the Trinity. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I love the reality that this God, this creator of the ends of the earth, would somehow come and wholly fill and flood my life. Whoa. And that's what he wants to do for you. You see, Holy Spirit wants to fill and flood our hearts and lives. And this is actually how we're meant to live. We have these encounter times, but it's not all about those encounter times. We, we have these formed meetings to help the informed. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is not about a meeting. It's about somehow you can walk through these doors, you can be in bed at home and go, come fill and flood me. Come fill and flood me. You know, we set up these meetings just so we can get in the habit of going, every day I can be wholly filled and flooded with God himself. I can know who I truly am. I can see who he really is. And I can, like our brilliant sister said, I can go and make a lovely painting all over this town of what God is like. We are meant to live empowered and saturated by Holy Spirit. God's, it says here, God's divine presence. God's divine presence. In, in Peter's writings, Peter says that we have the divine nature now at work within us. We have the divine nature now at work within us. That my body, your body can be holy, filled and flooded. Do you know what, before we move on, let's just receive right now. Come on, if you need to be wholly filled and flooded right now, just say, <laughs> come and wholly fill and flood this vessel. Holy Spirit, 
We thank you that you make God a reality to us. We thank you that you are God. Thank you, Father and Son, that you promised to send one to be just like yourself. So we just say, would you come like rivers of living water right now and just wholly fill and flood our lives in Jesus' name. The last thing I want us to see before we go after some prayer points is Paul concludes this whole thing in praise. Verse 20 and 21. Because of this incredible truth, Paul seems to work himself up into a praise fest. There's this, he wants all the glory, all the fame, all the praise, all the blessing to go to God. Blessing God regardless, as we said, of his circumstances. Praise and blessing is his primary value. You see this throughout scripture with the Apostle Paul, and it's not dependent on what he's going through. He knows that above all things, he says, I will bless my God. He knows above all things, whether in chains, whether at sea, whether in danger from bandits, I'll praise my God. Whether being beaten with sticks, whether facing being stoned to death, I will bless my God. So I want to say, how about you? We can live with this same heart. What I've hopefully provided you is something that you can take away to say, okay, Monday morning, boom, I'm getting up. And I'm going to make this a reality in my life. I'm going to know that everything comes from the Father. I'm going to know that he can fill me and flood me with inner strength. I can know that I can be wholly filled and flooded with his presence, with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to know. I'm going to know all these different things. But above it all, I will praise my God. I will bless my God. This takes a huge measure of humility, friends. Above all else, through sickness, through man cold, whatever you are facing, you can get yourself to a place that say, above all of this, I will praise my God. Now to him who is able to do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, He is able to do infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes or dreams. To him, to Jesus alone be glory. To Jesus alone be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. And every generation here said, Amen. Come and say it like you believe it. Amen. Can we stand together? Can I invite... Janair, the band, the band up. We're going we're gonna to go for some things this morning. We're going we're gonna to put all this into practice because this is the God we serve. The God we serve is the, the one who, who, who created the ends of the earth, who made everything. But I want to I drill it in closer to the home. The God that we serve is actually our Father in heaven from whom we all derive our name from. That's the one we're coming to. And I pray that we would encounter his love for us today. Just going to ask maybe Veronica and Jeanette just to play something softly in the background. We'll we'll finish with praise, but we're going to go after a few prayers together first. This is Paul's prayer to the Ephesians church. This is our prayer for one another. So 
while everyone's standing, and I appreciate not everyone can stand, so I'm going to ask us all to respond in certain ways. I know how this, this thing works. But I want you to connect with your faith this morning. Jesus often said, your faith is what made you well. Your faith is what moved mountains. Please, please, please. I know what this is like. We are so conscious of those around us. And we worry what one another thinks. God saves us. He rescues us. He places us in a family to call us his children. And we are here to work this stuff out together. I'm going to ask the prayer ministry team as well just to have their eyes peeled a little bit. And if they feel they can just go around, move around, pray for folk, we're going to make this very family here. First thing we're going to, we're going to go after together. If you know you need spiritual strength in your inner being, I want you just to put your hand in the air. If you're able to, that is. Nice and high. Holy Spirit, we call upon your strength and we just say release your strength right now into the inner being. If you're near someone with their hands in the air, why don't you, we'll just turn this into a bit of a prayer meeting, why don't you just turn to them, place your hand on their shoulder, turn to the people next to you and just begin to speak strength over them. And it's nothing in and of ourselves. It's not the strength that we rustle up. It's Christ in us. It's Jesus amongst us. It's Jesus on us right now. So we just say, Heavenly Father, by your Spirit, would you galvanize? Would you reinforce? Would you underpin? Would you strengthen the inner man right now? Some of you are going to feel strength coming. You're going to actually feel a warmth within. You're going to feel something bubble up. You're going to feel something like peace again. There's the strength of God right there. If you're someone that you feel, I just want to know this love. I've never truly experienced it. I want to know the breadth, the height, the length, the depth. I want to know the love of Jesus. I want to know the love of my Father. I want you to put your hand in the air as well. This isn't for effect, friends. It's just so we can minister together. Can I, can I ask again, if you just want to receive love, you just, we're going to pray that you would experience love. This is thoroughly biblical, by the way, because Paul's praying it. Right now, if you're near someone... If you haven't put your hand up, but you know, man, yeah, of course I need love. Do you know what? You're not void from this. So right now, we just ask, Heavenly Father, would you release your love all across this place, all across our hearts and minds and lives? Right now, in Jesus' name. Strength, strength in your inner being, love in the core of who you are. 
Romans 5.5, God pours his love into your hearts by Holy Spirit. So receive right now by Holy Spirit love. Love that surpasses mere head knowledge. That goes deep, that goes high, that goes wide, that goes long. You can engage with God yourself. You can just simply say, Daddy, I need to know your love. Jesus, I need to know your love. Use whatever language is familiar to you. God, I want to know your love. And if you're someone that just needs to be holy, filled and flooded with Holy Spirit, I want you now to just extend two hands into the air. Jesus said it was good that I'm going away because I'm going to send another and he's going to be just like Jesus. So right now, I ask that you would receive the fullness of God. That is God himself. You can know God himself on the inside of you. Do you know how you receive? You just receive. In faith, you say, I'm receiving this. God, give us eyes to see, give us ears that are open, give us hearts that are open to receive the fullness of what you want to bring. Mighty God, every family on heaven and earth, we derive our name from you. Mighty one, God of all creation, God of all salvation, God of our lives, God of our futures, God of our past, God of our presence, God of everything. We bless your holy name and we say, only you are wholly worthy to be praised. Only you are wholly worthy to be praised. I thank you that we can live in your love. And I I pray for myself and my dear friends, my brothers and sisters today, that we would leave here knowing that we are loved eternally by this God. And we would know that we can live from this love. And we would know that we can have strength every day for our inner being, regardless of what we go through. That we could know we can be holy and fully filled and saturated by your presence, by your spirit. We know that we are grounded and rooted in love. We know that we can experience this love that goes far beyond knowledge. Oh God, I pray that we'd be a community that just lives and enjoys your love in Jesus name and we all said together Amen, he's so good he's so good